Have you ever wondered how to show up as your best version of yourself no matter what life throws at you? You are not alone. I've spent the last 6 years on the comeback trail after getting fired as a burned out workaholic who missed her first candlelight wedding anniversary. When life gets tough, there's always a choice. Give up or show up. So how do you forge an inspiring leadership without the overwhelm completely from scratch? Join me in my quest to bring you the stories, strategies and tips you need to inspire you to succeed. I am Priyanka Khandalkar and this is Show Up with Priyanka. Hello everyone, welcome to Show Up with Priyanka. This is your host Priyanka Khandalkar and I'm so excited to welcome Darby Rollins. Is that right, Darby? Probably, yes. Probably. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and he's the top-rated e-commerce consultant on Upwork who has personally optimized over 1,200 Amazon listings. His team has $4 billion in attributed sales directly related to their marketing efforts, ranging from direct mail infomercials, digital advertising and more he's the co-creator of side hustle the party game from entrepreneurs which i'm so excited to talk about today welcome darby welcome so honored to have you on my show today yes thank you for having me it's, uh, it's fun to be here awesome this is my pleasure darby and uh, before we go further i would love to ask you who is darby at his core at my core um growing up i was a baseball player and a drummer and so those definitely are attributes that you would think your stereotypical baseballer and drummer probably um some of those at least roll into me in in my business life and personal life um to this day um yeah i guess um where 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 would you like me to start <laughs> yeah, Beyond I would love that. to know. Like I know like you say when you say drummer I'm like, "Oh, I because I am a professional singer too. So I love and I meet any kind of musician, any any kind of musician. So it's just fun to meet them." So and that means you're very creative, right? When you're a drummer, you come from and when you come from a sport background, that means you have that I will do it, like never quit, right? I think when you have a sports, sports and entrepreneurship goes to so much together. But I would love to ask you, Derby, like when was what was your journey to really start your entrepreneurship journey? Yeah, so I played baseball all the way through college, and going into college, um, I majored in business and marketing and management. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, my degree was getting a baseball degree. <laughs> so um, you know. graduated college with a business degree and I didn't really know what I wanted to do after that. I knew I wanted to be in business to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um but I ended up kind of going the more corporate route after graduating in 2015 and um gave that about a year and a half realizing it really wasn't for me. Um stumbled upon, across uh 4 hour work week and rich dad poor dad. Me too. Um, That's where I started. <laughs> right, a lot a lot of people do. I think for for good reason and that 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 put me on the uh the direction of leaving the corporate space and trying to figure out what it really was I wanted to do mm-hmm. um and my first stop there was real estate so I ended up getting my real estate license and jumping you know head first into the real estate space but um as a real estate agent brand new um and not necessarily knowing at all what I was really doing because you have to really be able to market and sell yourself 
um, in real estate, I was really drawn to the internet marketing world and making money online in that kind of sense. So um, kind of from the time of leaving the, uh, the corporate world and, and really jumping into the entrepreneurial journey, um, it was really just a big experiment of like, what can I try? Like <laughs> shiny object syndrome galore. Oh my God. Um, like those green going, goggles, uh, right? They say you have the green goggles on. Like <laughs> opportunity. Oh yeah. And I, I ended up um, <laughs> taking a course called the foundation, which really got me into the, 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 the mindset, I guess, of how successful entrepreneurs see things and look at things differently. And what it really did, um, in part with mindset was connect me with a community of other people kind of in my state who just taking the first steps and it. And the, the goal of the course was to start a, a SaaS business. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had, got a few projects a little bit off the ground, but nothing that was extraordinarily successful. Um, and I was getting a bit frustrated with my first business being a SaaS, which is really not the easiest business to get into, especially as the first one, but I was really drawn to, the idea of physical products. Um, and I got kind of sucked into the Amazon FBA, start your own private label world. Um, and instead of just, I, I had, I guess I had feelings of, you know, you just got to go all in and just go for it this time. There's no more like putting your foot half in the water. And so I really sunk all of my time, really all my money and all my energy um, into that while also working. I, in this time, I was working in the auction business, mm-hmm. um, you know, working in wholesale auto auctions. Um, you know, as I was doing this, you know, kind of online experiment. Um, and so really spinning a lot of plates, um, but getting an FBA brand up, sourcing everything myself, um, kind of building a private label brand, launching it and mm-hmm. having a little bit of success there, but also learning all the things that come into launching <laughs> a, <laughs> uh, a business of your own, um, you know, going on a solopreneur on it. And it really burnt me out um, very quickly. Um, to not really have a team to lean on. And so right. taking what I learned there in the Amazon space, I kind of translated that to knowing that I didn't want to go back and work in like a nine to five office type of environment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I started to really dive in more so than I had before onto like being a copywriter, doing freelance copywriting and finding a niche um, as an Amazon copywriter. Um, just from my experience in selling um, products on Amazon, there's a lot that goes into it beyond just throwing a product listing on Amazon. There's SEO. It's basically your advertising platform um, on the biggest marketplace for e-commerce. So, you know, that's proven to be a really um, fruitful skill to have. And I've had the the opportunity to actually teach some other, um, you know, people who are copywriters or want to get into copywriting who are now making an income. Um, mm-hmm doing this very specific form of copywriting. So um, I, I still do some listings on my own um, to this day. Um, as far as the Amazon copywriting goes, I have a small team of writers and designers that we work with on building product listings on that front. But um, my agency, I guess, has kind of expanded more beyond that to, to really full full funnel sort of e-commerce service working on the front side with my advertising partners and other marketing partners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really working on scaling e-commerce stores that are already, you know, like Shopify, for example, growing the brand there. And then Amazon ends up growing um, on its own, just depending on on how the deal, um, how, how I'm working with a specific client, right? Sometimes I manage Amazon accounts, sometimes it's just Shopify. Right. Um, 
but you know all of this kind of dovetails into like really the front end of things where amazon and the purchases mm-hmm. made um yeah. is is the first like like as long as you can break even on that transaction you know mm-hmm. like now they're your customer and they've given their they've pulled their they've given you their trust um in fulfilling a product for them um and now you have all the opportunity in the world um now that they became your customer to offer them more products to give them a better experience and so you know that's really where the opportunities like are endless and and while and well a lot of what's unfortunate is a lot of e-commerce store owners don't have time um just oh, because yeah. of being busy busy entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. i so, remember <laughs> Darby. I yeah remember, you don't like, uh, <laughs> When I started, and actually, that's why probably uh, we have a lot of common friends on Facebook from Foundation because we also started in Foundation with our first business. Oh, we, really? We were in the class of 2015. I'm not sure when you started. Uh, uh, I was in uh, 17, I think. 17. Okay. So, yeah. So, we have been so Dane, Maxwell, and Redrish, like amazing. Like, I and my husband, we both were like, like that's when we, our entrepreneurship started, and we both were like, we created our app and then we also moved mm-hmm. into FBA Amazon and I'm still a part of, uh, I still like work with Lauren Andrews. Like I'm mm-hmm. still part of our mastermind. We like all the girls, like we are all together. We go, we used to call ourselves foundation divas. So, <laughs> so that's fun. And then uh, we went into FBA Amazon. I think I just love the whole like journey of Amazon. Like I traveled to China, the Canton fair and all that fun stuff. And then have some adventure in China, getting lost in the taxi with the taxi driver who doesn't know English. And <laughs> and then um, my husband went to India to source some of the rustic products. We were like, we were designing and sourcing from there getting made. So we have a lot of fun uh, memories of doing Amazon. And I was telling you, right, we are in the terms of like selling now. So I think that's a different different thing right now but I love your journey Darby like uh, like we have been on the similar kind of journey but I think you have evolved into like really going deep into Amazon really knowing what listing how is the copywriting different and then growing into agency so you went through so many different phases right you started in real estate then you went into app creation that changed your mindset about the whole online lifestyle and having a product-based business and then you went to Amazon you had your own product and then you said you started your own agency. So during this whole phases, how you have grown? Because sometimes they say, right, if you have to reach certain goal, you have to become that person, mm-hmm. right? So how that journey has been for you? Yeah, I think I've heard it said like the, the skills that got you here aren't going to get you there, right? And so mm-hmm. it's like the constantly um, climbing the, the hill to the next accomplishment and realizing that we've got a whole nother mountain to climb. Yes. <laughs> um, it's, it's definitely been, you know, like just like the entrepreneurial journey in general is, you know, the most rewarding, but also the most difficult, you know, mm-hmm. thing to kind of pursue, especially, I don't think I hit really any sort of stride. Um, when I, when I think back on, so like essentially what I did, I moved to Austin about three years ago because I was looking to connect with a more entrepreneurial community. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was lacking that and I was getting like really lonely is essentially just working and kind of like getting to the, the rut of things. And so I ended up moving to Austin from just the city, just South of here. Um, and I realized that it, it was work, work, work. And then I, I would run, end up running in myself in circles because I'd be focusing on one thing and it was often the wrong mm-hmm. thing. 
Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a matter of like, how often can you flip a coin and test new things out and then not right. let a failure let you like keep you down longer than it needs to. Yeah. And yeah. Like speed to, it's not even like, it's not really even failure. It's just learning at like what didn't work necessarily. Mm-hmm. And so the the friends and community um, of like like-minded type of entrepreneurs here in Austin coupled with like the mentors that I've partnered with to really help grow my agency. Um, it all comes with perspective mm-hmm. and, and people being willing to give you solid, honest feedback, but also the people that are doing this kind of stuff on a regular basis. Um, it's really easy to get inside of your own head and your own echo chamber and, right. and thinking about an idea and just really trying to morph this idea that you have into reality when the fact is, like, I wasn't talking to people that were potential customers of mine for a while doing FBA. I was just making money on Amazon. So I really had no idea who my customers were for yeah. an embarrassingly long time. And that's something that I've tried to totally shift and grow out of with, like, Side Hustle, for example. Because the way that we, like, launched the Kickstarter campaign, it was so core to us needing the rapid feedback from entrepreneurs that we were talking to in person and in in getting the direct feedback and and making you know innovations and iterations on the spot Mm -hmm. that eventually morphed it and it it simplified it it didn't make it more complex it simplified it right yeah and and you get that by getting that direct feedback and Mm -hmm. and it's easy to it's it's difficult to think that What's well, easy to think that like if nobody likes my idea, then like, hey, if I just don't tell anyone about it and I think it's a great yes. idea, it's awesome. But you know, again, how how many times can you flip the coin? Because if you can flip it enough and minimize your downside, um, every time you flip it, you find that one opportunity, one out of ten, that just pays itself back 10x, you know, 20x, 100x. Right. Um, and you can use that momentum and then invest back more into yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that investing in yourself is absolutely like you have to. Like I, everything I'm trying to do is invest right back into myself and, you know, either it's the next course or book or just taking the time to take a step back and go on a weekend trip, you know, to just take a break. Right. Cause you have to be able to yeah, yes, take a break. You have to give yourself the, the time to, to have fun. Right. And to yes. play. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yep. I love that because I think uh, time to time we need that creative flow. Right to think of a next thing and next plan, which is like, uh, and yeah, it's so important to, for you, it's having that great weekend out. And for some people it's different. Like I think everyone has a different ways of going into that creative zone, but I think that's so important for us entrepreneurs. So Debbie, I want to ask you about, like you just uh, hit up on the Kickstarter project, like side hustle. Mm-hmm. But talk about that. I think that was the trigger for me to, even schedule this podcast because uh, I was like, oh my God, this is something unique. I, I, not, I need a board game, which is for entrepreneurs. I don't want to uh, play apples to apples all the time in the parties. <laughs> so tell us more about like where you got this idea of side hustle, the board game, the party game for entrepreneurs. And uh, yeah. And what is it about? <laughs> yeah. So um, we came up initially with the the basic idea for Side Hustle um, on 4th of July weekend last year in 2019. 
we were in the car um, just driving around and playing an improv game about how do you get to know somebody else? So we were talking, I think it was about like a comedian who who would use this game, who'd like make up a word and someone would have to come up with something like, we're like, oh, we kind of do this with like business names already. And so we were just like throwing out fake business names and then just like started just kind of pitching it on the spot. And like that kind of, we were just having fun doing it. And that kind of rolled into the evening when we were at a, a friend's house and he had some people over in his backyard and we were, we wanted to see if everyone else would like play this game with us. And so we like, everyone like rounded around the table. Um, the, the guy at the house even brought out a, uh, like a tie to act as the person that was going to be the investor to like, everyone was going to pitch to him. We just kind of came with this basic idea of, um, you know, make up a business name on the spot. Um, um, as an investor, and then everyone splits up into teams of entrepreneurs to kind of pitch this, you know, with like a minute of planning and then a minute to pitch it. Um, it's like a really accelerated version of Shark Tank, if you would, but kind of like that apples apples bit because it's really improv and you got to right. play to the investor mm. from the sense. And so we had a really like a really fun time playing that that night. Um, and the next day we played it at lunch again, mm-hmm. and we really were kind of sitting there like, what if we could like actually make this into a game? that everyone could play right because we're the type of friend group that will just like sit around and like make up crazy ideas for businesses and then one of us will be on their phone under the table and say (laughs) i just got the domain and then like oh maybe that'll turn into a funny domain name business Mm -hmm. one day and then we have just like stacks of domains sitting there that we're not using um but but that's like that always happens (laughs) i say i I know there's got to be other people out there that do that um Mm -hmm. So yeah, we just kind of like had the idea and just decided to run for it. We all had about 90 days, essentially, um, like a 90 day sprint we wanted to fit it into. It was like, how could we like actually raise enough money for this game? How could we figure it all out inside of these days mm-hmm. so that we could, um, you know, we had stuff coming up in the next year that was, that was coming into the end of 2020 or 2019. Right. Um, and so we did, we put our heads down and we hustled for, for three months, basically. Um, figured out the manufacturing costs, the sourcing, the box design, the game mechanics were the more, most important, and um, and just through a bunch of these like board game nights where we'd invite all of our friends, we'd everyone would like split in, share some food, and we'd just kind of all go around and play the game, and we'd get feedback from people right after it. Um, it just really, really helped us really connect with a lot of people too. It was a really fun, mm-hmm. fun summer to put this together, um, and that all really basically led up to us launching on Kickstarter, which happened to be on my birthday, which is kind of cool. Um, wow. <laughs> and we funded in the first 12 hours um, um, of the first day that, that we, we launched. So we got, we hit our funding goal right there. Um, wow. Now finished out the campaign and then uh, we're getting things ramped up to get to where we're at right now. Obviously 2020 stuff happened on like, you know, a lot of fronts. <laughs> Um, there, but you know, we ended up having to go back and forth and, and work with a few different manufacturers to really um, lock in the box design. You know, rework the design. Um, the first uh, prototype we got back was nice, but it wasn't going to cut it by our standards. Um, mm-hmm. And it was it was a good real first step. Okay. But that's the interesting thing is like we we skipped sourcing a full blown prototype mm-hmm. to get to launch because we could essentially make up like the 3d render of the box and all the mechanics with it and we could have all the pieces with us and we could make shift the game right um but just as far as like you know being as efficient as we could to get to launching 
um, that leads us here today to, to beginning of December to the product is like finally finished up production and it's about to it's about to be heading this way. Um, and so yeah, it's been a super super roller coaster I guess of a journey um, learning all the all the things that come with a more complex board game because this is totally different of a process than right uh, like normal any other product right just like a private label product or even something yeah. just not as complex as putting yeah. building a game with all this stuff in it it's been extremely rewarding mm -hmm. and i'm really excited to see what crazy ideas people come up with because that's the coolest part about it is when you're playing with people and you have the the, the competent entrepreneur that thinks he's going to be the best pitcher in the world and mm -hmm. just he's going to just own this game it's, it's not even a shot and then you have a few people that may not think they're that creative, but they're they're having fun, but they're willing to give it a shot. And then the people that didn't think they were that creative end up winning. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then you then afterwards they're just like, there's a it's a totally different person. It's like it's what we wow. say. It's not it's not it's not just about playing the game, but it's kind of who you become through that process mm -hmm. because it really allows you to tap in, work your creative muscles, like really get your creative juices flowing, think on your feet, mm -hmm. um, and and just have that kind of fun, high energy type of connection and seeing a different side of people that just might not be there. Because for me, I, and I don't know if, if I know, I know other people like that we talked about this mm -hmm. feel the same way where I would go home with maybe family. And then it just, I felt like a lack of connection in some instances for like, how do I like have fun and be creative here because I'm tired of playing apples to apples right. <laughs> with them. But it's also like, I almost feel like there's like a double life of like being an entrepreneur, like, like go, 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 go. Then you have to kind of like, okay, how do I like bring this fun stuff to the people that like, just don't, they just don't do it. Like, right. They're, they're yeah. not, they're not doing the, the go entrepreneur type of like building a business. Yeah. And like, I, I love that. I love the fact RB that, uh, even the person who wants to, like, is this just an idea in their brain who wants to start their own business, but they are not taking that step? This game might really make them start thinking, right? And give them some. So I'm assuming the game actually has these cards you get and it has some things written on it and you have to, like, you compete. Against, that's what you're saying, right? You compete against each other. And then yeah. there's one judge who says, okay, this is the, this is the idea I want to invest in. Is that how it is? Like one person is the judge? Yeah. So the game is right here. It comes in kind of a book size. Um, mm -hmm. And and essentially the basic mechanics of it are, you know, as the entrepreneur and as the investor, right? There, you essentially break up into four teams. There's going to be one investor and there's going to be three entrepreneurs. Now it can, okay. it can be all solo teams or people can double up. Mm -hmm. um, you can play with more people. Um, we've seen it as up to groups of like three or four, right? It just depends on how, how you want to split the game. Um, but one group is going to act as kind of the investor. So imagine oh, you're, and okay. everyone's an entrepreneur and you're kind of pitching like mm -hmm. Mark Cuban or the Sharks right. and the Shark Bank, right? Um, but the investor is going to pull um, pull a card, right? Let's, let's see if we... I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the investor basically is going to... And so there's 180 cards in the game. Okay. Let me see. It becomes difficult sometimes in interview, but it's fun. Like, like I, I'm sure yeah. audience want to know exactly what they are getting into, like what they will see in the card of it. Yeah, so, so there's 180, uh, 200 cards total in the deck. 180 of them have random made up business names that we made up mm -hmm. ourselves. 
and then there's 20 blank ones because we know you know you're gonna have an idea to like write down a fake business name of your own and when it oh, comes okay. up, right but so uh, essentially what the investor is going to do is pull a card and then roll a dice and based on where that dice rolls one through 12 it chooses an industry and the card which is pulled is the business name so okay. for example you might pull the card fry smart right oh i love that name <laughs> and and the industry if rolled might be like tech and apps mm-hmm. right and so now the timer starts and each entrepreneur team has two minutes to plan and kind of think and brainstorm on okay what is fry smart going to be mm-hmm. in tech and apps specifically um after the two minutes not each entrepreneur takes their own a minute or two to pitch their idea mm-hmm. and then the investor awards a winner of that game on the basis of money fundable um, or both and we have these cards that get passed out you see it's a funny card okay and a fundable card fundable oh i love that they how and, they all rhyme together <laughs> and the first team to five cards wins the game so mm-hmm. you can actually win both of these in one round. And that's how you can really sweep the floor if, mm-hmm. if you have a good, if you're really on your feet. But the investor could think that one pitch is really funny, but that one pitch is like, okay, I would actually fund that. Mm-hmm. And so now two teams have won it, and then it keeps rotating around until a team hits five. I love that. Wow. This is going to be fun. And it can probably go for hours and hours, right? <laughs> Yeah, we, we found it kind of anywhere between 30 to 60 minutes um, okay. for like a full sort of round to go. Um, and we, uh-huh. t- we tried to test it a lot. But I, I think the biggest factor with how long you want to go is that, hey, do we want to play first to seven, first to 10? Mm-hmm. And hey, do we want to take more time to think about a pitch or do you want to give people more time to, right? Because right. the thing is, the way that we designed it is to be as like modular as possible. So you can kind of plug it into different mm-hmm. um a lot of different ways to play the game, right? We can play like rapid rounds where it's only one minute to plan, one minute to pitch. Um, mm-hmm. You can play a version where it's only fundable, like mm-hmm. funny isn't an option. Maybe funny is an option. Fundable is not an option. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's really like we're, we're coming up with new variations of the game as well. And we're sure that other people will have cool different ways to play the game too. Um, so, you know, this being the Kickstarter edition, we're really excited too. Um, hear what our backers and our early adopters that that have, have supported the idea with you know with pre-ordering. I'm really excited to hear what everyone comes up with, what their mm-hmm. feedback is, what are the next steps? Because you know the instructions are we're we've been learning a lot from other game creators that have gone about this path before, mm-hmm. and you know really optimizing all areas of the game is a continuous process. And True. so we're looking for like that. That's our most we're, we're most excited to get this game into your hands so that you can play it, so that you can talk to us about it, so you can mm-hmm. share it with people. And then you know, our at the end of the day, we want people to be sharing their ideas, you know, to other people and to be smart, sparking you know new potential businesses, right? Like it would yes. be awesome to think that somebody. Oh, could wow. come up this with is an such idea a great, such this. a great gift for like a business, like. A, Christmas gifts like it's like such a gift a great gift to give anyone and I think uh, just amazing time to even launch it in December <laughs> mm-hmm. 
That's awesome. So Darby, like I will be putting the link. I think you gave me the link of the product and I will be putting that in the show notes too. So anyone wants to go and like check it out. And, but if they have to give you a feedback, how they will normally give you the feedback, Darby, after they buy the product? Yeah. So you, you can, you can check it out and you can, you can watch the video and see how it's played at side, uh, at playsidehustle.com. Okay. And we're on uh, Facebook and Instagram um, primarily with at play side hustle. So okay. you know, obviously you, you order the game, you know, we'll be following up with people, you know, checking in via email or text, um, whatever's preferred. Um, but like Instagram DMs, you know, Facebook messages and stuff like, you know, we love talking to the people that are, are, are have backed the game. It's really easy mm-hmm. to get a hold of us. Um, right now I'm, I'm managing most of the social medias and working with a small team on that. Awesome. So um, anyone that does get it, you know, we're, pretty try to be pretty easy to get a hold of <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so kickstarter tell me about that how was that process was it easy for you was it uh, because i know a lot of lot of businesses are started on kickstarter but was that process easy for you overall easy no no <laughs> was it was it fun i had a lot of fun doing it and it was exhausting Oh. Like, there was so much, there was so much energy put out for those mm-hmm. three months, and especially the last few weeks leading up to the Kickstarter. Um, you know, like right around the time of like, yeah, like all the way up like to to September, right? Those last few few weeks of push were just like draining, but you know, it was wow. totally worth it. And you mm-hmm. get to see that your project was actually funded because of all the work that you put into it. Um, was very rewarding and um, cool to think that like, okay, now we really have the opportunity to bring this game alive. Um, but I, I think that like what, how I learned like, like to go through the whole Kickstarter process was really fun because like, there's a lot we could have done better. Yes. <laughs> you know, it was my first, it was my first. Always, right? We always have opportunity right. to be better. <laughs> right, but I have, I had no idea. Like none of us, okay. did. this was, this was all, we, this was all of our first Kickstarter launch. And so we, we reached out, we consulted with people that had done like successful Kickstarter launches, you know, you know, it was a lot to learn. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, going back, if I were to do it again, um, especially with like the research that we put into it, we mm-hmm. built up a really nice, swipe file i guess of like a lot of like the most successful kickstarters out there that we took tons and tons of notes on and documented a lot of the process so that you know there's no you don't really need to reinvent the wheel you can do your your own spin on it but like like there's a reason why like exploding kittens did like an amazing job and was like the biggest kickstarter ever right Mm -hmm. and so we we tried to like really analyze and see like what do these guys do right well and i think a, a big thing that we we could have definitely capitalized on more was like the, the, um, the PR into like the kind of tapping into the right audience at the right time. Right. It could have been a game changer. It could have been the yeah. difference between raising 10 K mm. the first day to raising like a hundred K, right? Like it, it's yeah. pretty massive, especially if you get on Kickstarter's home page, um, which is like, you know, a big goal with getting featured um, on Kickstarter, but, you know, moving into the, the season now where we are launching, that's going to be a big driver in us growing, right. And hitting our goals with the game and where we want to be going is going to be those affiliate partnerships, the, the, the real like joint ventures that it's, it's mutually beneficial for everyone, for us, for the, the partner and for their audience and whoever mm-hmm. we're putting it in front of. Um, I love that. 
So you are already in plans with that or you're creating the plans to like really grow this? So I've been, I've been working on the affiliate program um, mm-hmm. on, on my end um, for some time now. And, and we're in the process of building out that the, the long-term relationship with the partners as it is, right? And so we're, we're, we're taking steps on it. And I think the biggest hurdle that we're going to face when it comes to like hitting our goals, say we want to hit like seven figures a month in sales, right? Like how do we do that? Let's reverse engineer it. We need to sell X amount. We need to get in front of this many people. Mm-hmm. Do we want to do that through paid media? Do we want to do it through affiliates? Do we want to do it through SEO? Like there's a lot of factors to play into here. Um, but at the end of the day, this game is a relationship um, builder. Mm-hmm. It, it, it connects people one-on-one, and like, especially with quarantine and the state of things, like it, now more than ever, like people are looking for a way to disconnect from their phones and spend okay. actual quality time in person and have fun doing that. Yes. Um, but how do you connect people over the internet as well while they're doing it too? And so I think that using social media and creating the right type of content and getting the right type of content submitted from people who do play the game so that we can feature them and, you know, share people's funny ideas. Um, it could be a lot of fun and, and invite a lot of people to join the conversation and mm-hmm. like kind of continue the, the theme as we see it. And like, look, this was a bootstrap crowdfunded game from right. local Austin, Austin entrepreneurs to this is a, a game that's going to grow. Like as, as the tide rises, so do all the ships, right? We want to build yes. up, people <laughs> up as we kind of, you know, you know, set sail onto, you know, to continue on our journey. And so, you know, it's all going to come down to the relationships that we make. I love that. I, I just love like how this is going to be such a powerful game to really bring the people together and like make those connections and like really like also like get their creative juice flowing. Right. And I think it, it also gives you like more ideas for your own business. And like you, because when we try to like, there's so many people who do so many different things, right. To have that creative flow. And sometimes you just have to disconnect and play, maybe play this game and then come back to your business and you have a different perspective or something. So I think I, I just, I just love with all the possibilities it holds for the entrepreneurs or the families coming together. I, I just love this Darby. So I would love to ask you is um, like, I think you mentioned about the biggest struggles right now is to like really find this different affiliate or opportunities to do joint ventures. ventures. And I am a, I'm operation expertise, system expertise. So I would love to understand like, as you put a physical product on Kickstarter, which gets all the funding, then you start and you start selling and then you want to grow at seven figures. What are the systems you are putting in place so that you can fulfill those orders and like really give that customer service where the customers will come back and be that raving fans where they give you that feedback, which you need. Like what are the systems you're placing to have that? (laughs) Well, the, the first system that has to be set up for any of this to work is the supply chain. Um, and that has been the biggest, you know, push to this point, right, is getting the game made, getting all the manufacturing, the logistics, the how do we make it there and get it here and get it to you, right? Right. We're... we're feel like the light maybe at the end of the tunnel with that, getting this version down. Like, obviously, like, we're... Um, as a team, we're competent in the e-commerce aspect of it and the online marketing like portion to you know like 
to a degree, I guess, right? It's it's like how do we get it set up to the point where we can snap our fingers and place another order for 10,000 units, right? And then how can we work with a, a partner where we can do a special limited edition run of maybe a thousand units for their audience and get the design taken care of, put an order in and and fulfill on it right there, right? So that that's that's a big one that's gonna allow us to really get in scale is to, to have that system set up, um, which we're doing very well right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of the next portion of it is like, how do we automate as much of the marketing as possible so that the message is very clear and that we have a, a very structured way of promoting the product on social media um, and optimizing all of our time right now, right? Because, you know, as founders and, and startup founders in early stage, like we're wearing a lot of hats right now yes. and we need to be as efficient with the dollars that we, that we do have mm-hmm. um, and, and, and leverage um, things wherever possible. Right. And so, um, you know, it's going to, you know, get to the point where, you know, once we're at a certain threshold, we're bringing on, you know, an assistant of sorts that can help with some of the day-to-day tasks so that we can focus on the higher level stuff. And mm-hmm. I think the 80, 20 of it would be where, where I always look at things, right. It's like, how, okay, what do we need to optimize mm-hmm. and automate as much as possible? Um, if we can't automate it, how do we delegate it? Um, I think like Tim Paris yeah. has said stuff like that in the past where it's, you know, it's so true. You can become a kind of a slave to your own system and mm-hmm. keep yourself stuck in a, you know, running like a hamster wheel and it's going, but as yeah. soon as you remove yourself as a bottleneck, you can focus on the largest things. And so I, I think that's really going to be the key from us getting yes. anywhere from five to six to seven to eight, right? It's like, how do mm-hmm. we leverage larger systems and audiences as well to do that? Because once the marketing and the, you know, we're getting PR, we're, we're working with people on different lists and different podcasts and different mm-hmm. events, um, you know, the marketing is going to sell the product as itself, right? We just need to make sure we can fill it mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and look at, ways that we can have like the next level of impact beyond the game because I mean, we've got some deals in the works right now with people that have already reached out to us about how do we make a version of this game for x y or z or hey we'd like to tr- we'd like the educational aspect of this for us in, in this type of business Love like, it. Like, let, let's just let's have a chat and see what it looks like right like mm-hmm. I, I think those that's where i have the most fun is mm-hmm. exploring opportunities like that and then really seeing an area where we can I really love, feel the need. love that. It's amazing, Darby, like how how things can move fast and uh, like how we have to move fast as entrepreneurs and make those decisions, right? And like really knowing those numbers, right? Which delivers and which makes us make wise decisions. So thank you so much for today's podcast. I think I had so much fun. And uh, is there something which we might have missed you want to cover? Uh, no, I mean, I think like right now, just kind of what's top of mind on my front is just, you know, loving to just share the idea of side hustle with people. And mm-hmm. so, you know, um, you know, outside of that, we kind of touched a bit on the e-commerce aspect of it. But um, yeah, I mean, like right now, I would just love to, you know, share that. <laughs> Go check out playsidehustle.com and, um, and take a look, you know, if it looks like something that you would have fun doing with your fans or uh your friends your family or your co-workers um you know order one we'd love to we'd love to get one to your door and you know get your feedback on the game because we're going to keep making versions of this and we want to keep the conversation going with as many like like-minded entrepreneurs as we can 
Awesome. Awesome. And I will be putting all that details in the show notes so that people can go and like grab the game and start playing and give you that amazing feedback, which will help you to make it. I think it's all, all already perfect, but as an entrepreneur, we want to improve, right? <laughs> then our last one. Uh, so I think uh, Derby, like uh, there was something about, you mentioned about like, you do have an agency which helps you with the Amazon listing and everything. Do you still have that? Do you still own that? And do you still help entrepreneurs with that? I do. I have, I have a, a, a few private clients that I work really more one-on-one with um, okay. and in building their listings out specifically been working together for a while now. Um, I said, I, this, it's more of like a boutique on the, okay. a boutique little agency on the Amazon side. Okay. Um, just because, you know, it, we're very specific with that service. Um, it does include everything from market research, keyword research, competitor research, listing copywriting, um, A-plus content, infographic design, um, really the full deal. Um, and if, if I, there are uh, times when someone's looking for like full service management, and I have a partner that I actually um, work with directly on that. Okay. Um, okay. Or we, awesome. we do things of that nature. But yeah, I mean, with, with the agency on the Amazon side, um, it's very specific. But, you know, one thing that I am looking um forward to doing as well as like on the on the back end side with our, our clients that require or not require is the right word is we we like to work with different companies who are doing well on the sales side but they're not capitalizing on all the areas that they can um, on the back end side of things and just like an example of an area that we, we found work really well with the right business with the right margins essentially if, if you can afford to do this it can be very profitable mm-hmm. um is actually activating direct mail and a lot of people might think direct mail oh it's like an old school thing well most there's a lot of businesses that are leaving a lot of money on the table because they're maybe they're doing they're selling let's say like they're selling 50 bucks a day and you're a coach and you want to sell a, a high ticket program mm-hmm. um you've probably got a lot of physical snail mail addresses um, from your book orders if you're not mailing them with an offer, like a thank, what we call them is like a thank you campaign, right. where it's it's where we're like a second helping campaign. Like if someone has is, is purchased a product, where there there may very well be people that have purchased that one product that might look for exposure to one of your other programs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what we'll do is simply like craft up a letter that essentially thanks your customers profusely. Um, we'll fund it. That's that's where this is. This is where we make it a really easy offer, in my opinion, is that we fund all of these programs mm-hmm. um, when it comes to these type of um, campaigns, um, because, you know, it's usually the last thing on people's minds. And so no one wants to just go and toss out a few thousand dollars on a test if they don't even have the time to, to spend the work on it. Right. Um, but that's where we kind of come in. So we'll spend the money, um, send a few emails, test some things out just so that we know that the offer is going to work. Um, and then we'll, we'll send out actual physical direct mail pieces mm-hmm. where we'll basically we'll follow up with the customer at the right point in time on where it makes sense um, and give them a really good impression um, off the brand and, and, you know, open it up to like an offer, uh, for example, right? And, mm-hmm. You know, even if you're selling a $10, $20, $30 book and you have like a $3,000 signature service mm-hmm. and you've got a thousand people that haven't maybe are prime, prime time to buy, but, you know, you just need to get in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, just a couple sales out of those thousand could be some nice cash that we're putting back into the business that we can use to kind of grow that profit center. Um, and so um, have a lot of fun running these campaigns and we do it with all kinds of different niches. Like mm-hmm. my, my area is more e-commerce, um, but we like we work with high ticket offers of all kinds too. So love it. Love it. Wow. That is so amazing. And if someone has to get in touch with you to talk about that, like what is the website they will have to go? Yeah, they can go to junglerocket.com. Okay. Um, there should be like a form in there. It's a really basic website. Um, but you could also find me on social media at Darby A. Rollins mm-hmm. and just shoot me a message. Honestly, if you just shoot me a message um, on like Facebook or something or, or Instagram, um, pretty easy to get a hold of there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, junglerocket.com. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much, Darby. I had so much fun talking to you today. Hope you did too. This was a really good interview and uh, I'm sure our listeners loved it. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Today, we only had this much time. If you want to learn more from Darby, please do check out their website. I will be putting that in the show notes. Hope today's conversation helped you with your own strategy for e-commerce, And please, please do check out the Side Hustle game and you can check the link in the show notes and grab the game and let us know. Did you play with your family, with your friends and how did you you have fun? Please do share with us. Talk to you soon. I honor you for your energy and time to show up till the end and listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please do take a minute to rate and review my show and share it with others who needs it the most. This would mean world to me. Remember your positive intentions, your presence and your positive energy is contagious to attract the positive result. Talk to you soon. Stay tuned until the next episode.